Yeah, so today we're thinking about ordinary people, that's me and you, being having an extraordinary purpose. And so, just like it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which uh, he prepared in advance for us to do. Which I think is amazing, because God has got unique plans for each of our lives, and he has called us for these unique purposes and these special, extraordinary plans. What a great video that was. It was showing how so many people in the Bible, God shows they were just ordinary people, though. In fact, when we look through the whole Bible, almost every single time, God decides to use ordinary people for these extraordinary purposes. None of these people really seemed at all qualified for the job God had for them. Just like David in the video, it said David was just a shepherd, but actually God used him to be a king. I think it's safe to say here that most of us, I'd hope to say all of us, uh, think of ourselves as fairly ordinary people. But we do all have achievements and things that we're proud of, which maybe set us apart from other people. I know I've got some pretty weird achievements in my time. For example, I'm a level three rock climber. I, know, I don't know how that's going to help in the future. Uh, maybe if I'm falling off a cliff or something. But I'm also, I, yeah, I've done pu- puppetry in my time. Again, I don't know how that's going to help me in a desk job, but you never know. And finally, somehow, apparently, according to Microsoft, I am the best in the country at Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. Um, and that's a very long story, so yeah, we won't even go there. <laughs> Either way, this, these are besides the points. It doesn't matter, all of these random achievements, none of them have really seemed to directly uh, help me with the job that I'm doing today, working in church work, work, doing mission stuff. I don't see how being able to use a spreadsheet really helps me with a lot of the work that I do currently. It doesn't matter if we don't have a theology degree. I mean, I've never had kind of uh, leadership or preaching classes. I mean, it's great if you do have a theology degree, but actually it doesn't matter because actually God sees God sees past those things. God sees past our achievements, and he wants to use us for our character. He wants to use us for uh, the situations that we find ourselves in life, and he wants us to use, uh, to use us where we're at at the moment. In fact, even Jesus in the Bible said to the people, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. These are the people that God chooses. It's not because someone is wealthy or better than someone else. Actually, God's choosing these people, these ordinary people like you and me, who we all have problems. God chooses us uh, maybe because we're poor or meek or with thirst for righteousness, not necessarily because we may be best suited for the job at first glance. So God chooses ordinary people for extraordinary purposes. That's what we're thinking about today. Christmas is one of my most favorite times of year for many reasons, including getting to light the candle. Uh, hopefully one day I'll get to do it myself. <laughs> but I came across this video. Um, I'm not going to play it, but I came across this video, which is uh, by some of the, the same Australian guys who did the last video um, about the, the, the Christmas story. And basically, this whole video is based on the fact that actually the Christmas story is unexpected. They go through all of the different things that we think about in the Christmas story, and re- we realize that actually, why would, why would God have chosen to do it like that? They won't be expecting that. Jesus, the king, shouldn't, wasn't born like a king was. He was born in a manger in an inn. They won't be expecting that. He was born in a normal town in Bethlehem with, I would say, fairly normal parents who had normal problems, just like all of us. In fact, they probably weren't much older than a lot of the youth here today. What about the shepherds, though? 
among the Jews in that period, the shepherds were the, one, not only the lowest class in history and society, but actually in the Jewish laws, they weren't even allowed to witness in the courts and in other Jewish books, they were seen as the very lowest in the whole of uh, the village, the, the lowest class in society. But even so, God chose to use those shepherds, tending their sheep, just outside Bethlehem, these particular shepherds that night, to be the very first people to see the baby Jesus, which I think is amazing. Now, these shepherds were very ordinary guys. But just like Julie mentioned earlier, I think there was also a reason that God chose these particular shepherds. These were the ones who looked after the sheep for the daily sacrifices at the temple. And because of this job, they would have probably been in and out of the temple fairly regularly, and they would have probably also heard rumors about the Messiah. So actually, they would have had some sort of understanding of what was going on. I, I kind of had a revelation the other day when thinking about this, that these shepherds who tended to these sheep, these sacrificial sheep in the field, were interrupted by God's messengers to go and see, to go and tend to the new sacrificial lamb, the one who would eventually replace the need for these sheep altogether. God decided to reveal the angels to them. God chose for them to be the first people to see Jesus, the first bearers of the good news, the birth of a new king. God chose and entrusted them because they were exactly who he wanted. Not only were they seen of as uh, the lowest class in society, but they probably also were familiar with the law as well, and it would have helped for them to be able to share with the different people in uh, the town. God chooses ordinary people for extraordinary purposes. But how could God use me? I'm just a teacher. I'm just a shop assistant. I'm just someone who goes to school. How could God use me? Well, actually, that's exactly who he wants. But maybe I've done bad things. Maybe I've made mistakes. Actually, it doesn't matter to God. God sees past all the mistakes we've made, and he still chooses us. No matter what stage of life we're in right now, what problems we're going through, what situations we're in, he has unique plans for our lives. And that's what we're thinking about today. Ones that uh, will use us ordinary people for extraordinary ways. No one else is more qualified for the specific job God has for you than you. There's a great quote that says, God doesn't uh, call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And he chooses every single one of us, ordinary people, for these extraordinary purposes. Just as the shepherds were afraid, so God chose the lowly shepherds to hear the good news of Jesus' birth. But they were terrified. Can you picture their faces? Eyes big, mouths wide. They probably didn't know whether to run and hide behind a rock or to fall on their face in worship. They were scared but they decided that they needed to trust and obey God. Trust what the angels had said, that they would go to Bethlehem and that they would find the Saviour lying in a manger in a stable. Can you imagine the experience told many years later if they hadn't made that decision? Imagine this. A young shepherd boy had been present when the angels appeared and many years later is retelling the account to his grandson who is sitting on his knee. A long, long time ago, when I was little more than a boy, I was out in the Judean hills when some shepherd, with some shepherds keeping watch over the sheep. When an angel of the Lord appeared and the glory of the Lord shone around and we were so afraid. But the angel said, Do not fear, for unto you, born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord, 
you shall find the babe in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. The old man's lips cease to move and there is silence. The boy then turns, looks with wide, puzzled eyes at his grandfather and says, But granddad, is that all? What did you do when you heard the good news? Was what the angel said really true? Did you find the baby lying in the manger? The old shepherd sadly shakes his white head and answers, I never knew. I never went to see. Some say that it was all a myth. Others say they found him lying in the manger and it was truly amazing. But for me, I could never quite be sure. I never did go and see. I was too afraid. Now, sometimes God chooses us, as Ben said. He chooses us for ex- to be extraordinary. But what if, like that shepherd, we missed out? That God had spoken to us, that he'd given us a nudge. There was a word in the Bible, or you'd heard a preacher speak, and you knew God was choosing you for something extraordinary. But we're afraid. We don't want to step out. Maybe we're afraid of what others might say or afraid um, of what God has told us it might not be true or it might not work. We're scared of failure. Or what about we're scared of the change that it could bring? The angel's first words to the shepherds were, do not be afraid. God knew how they would be feeling, and he wanted to reassure them that he would always be with them. On that slide and that video that Ben showed of ordinary people, we saw Joshua. God had asked him to lead the Israelites, and he reassured him by saying in Joshua 1 verse 9, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We can put our trust in God. Believe that he's choosing us and that he's got it all in hand and that he won't let us down. Okay, so we're on to our third and final bit. We've looked at, what have we looked at? We've looked at why me? Why did the shepherds, uh, why did God choose the shepherds? And why does God choose us, ordinary people? We've thought about, Julie shared about, what if we're afraid? What if we don't feel up to the task that God has for us? And now we're just going to briefly think about, how do I respond to this? When we hear from God, what, how do we respond? What are we going to do about it? Well, how did the shepherds respond? Instead of being paralyzed by fear, it says that straight away they decided to go into the town following what God had told them. They went down to find Joseph, Mary, and the baby. I love this picture because it's the only picture I could find online of the shepherds actually hurrying because it says in the translation that they hurried to, the, to Bethlehem, which I think is such a cool part. Just as, they were, just as they were told after this, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, probably throughout the whole town, but also in the temple. And it says that afterwards, it said, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. Because God chose these shepherds for this role, the whole town got to hear this good news from the right people to tell them. And later on, this played out perfectly for God's plan. And it will one day allow us to be able to celebrate Christmas today because of it. Therefore, these men who were at the bottom of the social scale in Israel were chosen to be the very first preachers of the newborn king. This was probably because the shepherds 
listened to what God had told them and obeyed. Sure, they may have been nervous about it, but even so, they did it. And they did it in such a hurried way, I think it was great. Did you know that the word angel, that who, angels obviously appear to the shepherds. Did you know that the word angel means messenger? And actually, that's where we get the word evangelism from, which literally means the messenger of good news. The angels brought the good news to the shepherds, which in turn, then the shepherds evangelized to the whole town. They were the messengers of good news throughout the whole town. And then to the world, and eventually here to Christ Church Barnet today, so that we're all here today because we've heard this good news. So guys, how do we respond to this? Just like the shepherds did. First they listened to God, then they obeyed. Whether we hear God audibly, or whether we read stuff in the Bible from God, or whether we hear things from other people through God, uh, from God, or maybe we hear it in nature. However we hear from God, that's the easy bit. The hard bit is then to actually remember to obey what it says, to act upon it, even when we're nervous. So on the backs of the sheep, anyone who's made a sheep, if you want to hold it up now, on the back of these sheep, hopefully they dry by now. If not, then you might be able to leave them to dry a little bit longer. But if we can all look at the back of the verse, on the back of the sheep, it says this verse. But you are a chosen people, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And that's from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 in the New Testament. So if you follow him, this was written to, pe- to followers of Christ. If you follow him, then you can be 100% sure that you are a chosen people, his special possession. And God wants you to declare his praises because he has brought us life. He's brought us out of the darkness so that actually we can celebrate Christmas together because Jesus, who's the light of the world, came down to earth to save us from the mistakes that we've made. When we hear from God, it's important to do the appropriate action. So thinking about how do we respond to this. I think for some people here today, God calls us to this most simple and basic action of actually giving our lives to him for the first time. God wants our heart. He doesn't care about um, our approval or our good deeds or anything, but he wants our heart so much that he came to earth to have it. He went on the cross to die for us because he wants uh, that. He wants that relationship with us. So if you um, have never heard this before, or maybe for the first time today, you're thinking, actually, God, God has started to say something to me today about, actually, maybe I do want to start following him or make that next step of faith today. I'd really encourage you to grab a Why Jesus book at the back or chats with one of the, um, one of the other members of the church uh, after the service. But don't leave today. If that's for you, don't leave today without responding in that way. But there are others of us here who have already welcomed Jesus into our lives. So what are we meant to do about it? Well, let's take a leaf out of the shepherd's book. Let's take a leaf out of the shepherd's book. Remember, God has chosen us, ordinary people, for extraordinary purposes. Because of this, just like Julie shared, we don't need to fear because God is here with us. And let's listen to what God is asking us to do and act upon it. It reminds me of the uh, quote from Nike, their branding, which says, just do it. Now, I know it's not always that easy, but there are always two parts to hearing. There's hearing and then there's obeying, doing what God tells us to do. 
Whether God's telling us to share the good news, be, being evangelists like the shepherds, and the angels declaring the praises of Jesus, just like on the backs of these sheep. Maybe he wants us to be a witness in our workplace or at school with our friends. Maybe it means responding to Jesus for the first time by making that first commitment, giving our lives to him for the first time. Or maybe it means doing something radical for him this Christmas time. Whatever God wants to do, whatever God wants to say to us, he has chosen each and every one of us, ordinary people, for extraordinary purposes. So let's spend a few minutes now listening to what God wants to say to us. And then we're going to respond how we feel fit this Christmas time. So what I'd like us to do is families, if you want to kind of gather your, gather your children in some kind of group, um, and anyone sitting in kind of clusters, I'd encourage, we're just going to spend a couple of minutes now listening to God individually. So we're just going to have a bit of time of silence, listening to God, and then we're going to, anything that God tells us that he wants us to do, or anything that we hear from God, in our groups or in our families, I really love to encourage you to pray into those things. Just ask God to help us to do those things, to help us to be obedient to what he's telling us now. So uh, let's, in our, in, our, in our individually first and then together, let's just close our eyes now um, and listen to what God's wanting to say to us.